we come before you again. We come before you over and over again because we know, Lord, that our minds are, are so limited. We don't understand um, all that's going on among us. Lord, we pray very specially for our children who, if, we, if adults don't understand the Lord, our, our kids don't understand either. So Lord, we pray for your, 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 your touch on our kids that they may know that you're a great God. And that even though um, society around us is worried, you are still in control. I pray, Lord, for our parents, that each parent would know that their lives and the lives of their kids is under your control, for you are truly, truly great. That you are the God of history. You are the God of the universe. And human beings are so minuscule in your sight, just like grass of the field. And that this moment in history is just a blink of an eye because you are a God who rules a thousand hills and a thousand and millions and bazillions of planets all over the universe. So to you, O oh God, we commit our lives. So bless us with your presence as we reflect on your word. Speak to us. We want to walk with you, O oh, risen Jesus. Take us through that journey. Enable us like those, those two disciples on the road to Emmaus to encounter you, O risen Lord, speak to us. Hear our prayers. We pray for healing. We pray for consolation. We pray for your strength and your vision of history. Bless us. In the name of the risen Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, during this time, in, um, and it's called Easter Tide. Easter Tide is the time after Easter. Of course, today is um, uh, is um, is the Orthodox Easter. You know that you know we, we we follow something called the Gregorian calendar, and the Gregorian calendar was set up in medieval times under a pope by the name of Gregory, and he he got a whole bunch of um, priests together and said, why, why don't you come up with a calendar? And so they came up with a solar calendar based on the sun. Um, and so it's called the solar calendar and the solar calendar is called the Gregorian calendar because it was done under Pope Gregory. Um, the Eastern church uh, does not follow the solar calendar. The Eastern Church follows the lunar calendar. And according to them, today is the day of Easter. So I don't want to go into a whole lot of details of, you know, the difference between the Eastern Church, the Orthodox Church, and the Western Church, and the Roman Catholic Church, and all that. 
that is not what I want to go into, but we do need to recognize that the Eastern Church today in, in, in India and in Egypt and in Mesopotamia, while present-day Iraq and Syria and, and Russia and the Greek Orthodox Church would be saying to each other, Christos anesti, um, Christ is risen. And the response is, um, Aletos anesti, uh, which is, he's risen indeed. So that's what people will be saying to each other. And, and, and unfortunately, they'll be saying that to each other also virtually. Uh, the, the, this used to be a time when uh, the, 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 uh, the, there is a church in Jerusalem called the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And uh, I wish I would take, take you there sometime. I would love to take you to uh, on a journey to the Holy Land and go to some of these places, the places where Jesus walked on the road to Emmaus, go to the place where Elijah did miracles, go places where Isaiah did stuff. But there's this place in Jerusalem, it's called the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. I believe it's the right place because um, Constantine's mother, uh, whose name is Helen, was a very devout follower of Jesus. And she went and found these places. And she talked to good people who knew stuff in the third century, fourth century AD. So it's, you know, it's about 300 years after the life of Jesus, uh, more than 300 years. But those are authentic places, I think. Uh, most of them are uh, the ones that were built by Helen, the mother of, um, of Constantine, the emperor. And, 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 and today, uh, on this day, uh, there would be thousands of people who would gather together in the, during the Passion Week and on the Resurrection Sunday. And, and according to the Orthodox tradition, uh, there is a fire that's always lit in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and the place where uh, Jesus was buried and rose from the dead. And the priest uh, of the, the Orthodox churches would go into the empty tomb and, and they would bring in this, this fire, which then is, is lit by different followers from all over the world. And, and it would be uh, sent on planes to churches in Greece and in, in Russia and all that. And it's called the Holy Fire, the fire of resurrection. Um, and and uh, unfortunately, it did not happen this time because, you know, followers were not able to be there um, of Orthodox churches in person. But it was carried by uh, a few priests and was put on planes. And of course, it went to, to Ukraine and Moscow and Greece and all over on empty planes. So that, that's just the nature of um, what life is like in this, these days of the coronavirus crisis. Um, we want to go back to that text that we covered last time. And, and, and in this season called the Easter Tide, I want us to go through this journey. So I'm going to read to you from my text here, uh, Luke chapter 24, uh, where last time we referred to that a little bit. We didn't go through the whole text, but let me read to you this, where Jesus, the risen Christ, appears to two people on, on the road to Emmaus. Well, we don't know uh, how, how, how far it was. You know, there's different um, things that scholars have to say about this, but that's not even the point. It's a journey from Jerusalem 
and two of these followers who are they scholars even um, um, you know have different ideas because it just says two of them and one of them his name is Clopas and some scholars of opinion that the second person who was walking with Clopas was his wife whose name is Mary one of the people that witnessed the resurrection the the risen Lord uh, or, or at least saw the empty tomb saw the empty tomb and, and so she is according to uh, this uh, uh, group of scholars if you uh, would follow them is going along with Clopas and they were talking with each other about everything that had happened, which is a good thing, right? When couples talk to each other, it's a good thing. And, and a lot of that is happening today as we are uh, in our homes with our families. And, and so they were talking to each other. And as they talked and discussed according to Luke chapter 24, I'm reading verse 15, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. And that was probably a good thing because you never know what their reaction would be. So he asked them, I can see Jesus kind of winking and asking them questions. Isn't that cool? You know, the risen Lord, he, he, say, he asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And of course, he, he must have had this wink on his face. They stood still, their faces downcast because they were so disturbed, so much announced as we are today. Um, and one of them named Clopas, um, he, he, he asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem? Where you come from? Have you come from Mars or something? Who does not know the things that have happened these days? And Jesus, it's so interesting says what things you know it's like he shrugged his shoulders and he says what what things i don't know what you're talking about and then then they go on to say about jesus of nazareth he was a prophet powerful in word i want you to look carefully at that word in in greek that word is logos and in works ergos logos and ergos is what they observed, two very important words. And I think they should go together, right? And that's one of the things about Jesus. Jesus, uh, if you notice uh, a couple of things here, Jesus is listening to them very carefully. He isn't just shrugging his shoulders and saying, oh, you stupid people, come on, be happy. But he listens to them. And in times of crises, that is what Jesus does. He listens. And he pays attention. He doesn't look down on people and shrug his shoulders and say, oh, you stupid people, let me put some sense into you. No, he listens to them. And then he pays close attention to the words that they speak, word and deed. So then, they say the chief priests and the rulers, all these political authorities and religious authorities handed him over to be sentenced to death. They crucified him, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. And it's so interesting that the resurrection narratives mention that the first people to 
uh, see the empty tomb were women. That actually talks about the authenticity of the text of the Bible. Because if this was just a made up story, it would never say women. And here they were. The women were the first witnesses to the resurrection of the Lord. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. He is risen. He is risen. Christos and Nasty. They went and said to the disciples, they were the first ones to proclaim, He is risen. Christos and Nasty. Then some of them, verse 24, some of our companions, and that includes John and Peter, we'll be talking about them today, went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. And then look at what Jesus says to them. You know, it says, you foolish, how foolish you are. I think that the word there should be translated rather lightly. Here's Jesus understanding where they're coming from. And he understands that they don't understand what the Bible says. Then he goes on to say, did not the Messiah have to suffer these things? And then enter his glory. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he went through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. He went through Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Solomon. Wouldn't you have wanted to be there with Jesus? As he opened the Bible and for the early followers of Jesus who are all Jewish. The whole New Testament is written by Jewish people. Every disciple of Jesus, all the books of the Bible are written by Jewish followers of Jesus. He opened these texts to them as they approached, verse 28 says, as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as he was going to go on farther, but they urged him strongly, stay with us, stay with us. But it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went and to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread. Very similar to what he did at the Last Supper. You remember that? He took bread. Now remember, this is still the time of Passover, and the Jewish followers of Jesus would be celebrating Passover meals on each evening of the Passover week. The third day of the Passover is always Resurrection Sunday. And here they are celebrating Passover. Jesus takes bread and he gives thanks. He says, Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam. Blessed are you, O Lord, a God who's made me the bread of life from heaven. And he broke it and began to give it to them. Verse 31. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. My prayer is that's what would happen to us. My 
prayer is that we can kind of imagine to go through this journey. What was it that Jesus was talking about? And, and I want to go through Genesis chapter 1 today, and I'm going to go through it in an ancient text that is translated into Aramaic. During the time of Jesus, the people, uh, uh, they were conversant with different languages, okay? Uh, they, they were conversant with, with, uh, with Greek, if they had to write to uh, like officials like Pontius Pilate and others, they would write in Greek. If they were to write a letter to the king in Rome or royalty, not very many people knew that, but they would have to write in Latin. Uh, if they were to go into the synagogue, then they would read the Torah and they would read it in Hebrew. But then everyone would look at each other and say, I don't know, what did he say? I don't know, what did he read? You know, that's what happened when Jesus read the Torah in the synagogue. Others couldn't understand what he was reading. And then the person who was conversant with both Hebrew and Aramaic would translate it into Aramaic so that people would understand that was the language of the common people. And a lot of scholars will tell you that that's a language in which Jesus taught. That's the language in which his disciples and he would talk to each other. Well, they will converse in Aramaic. We do have texts from this period of time, from about 200 years before the time of Jesus till about 100 years after the time of Jesus. There's a range of Aramaic translations that are available to us, thankfully, because of archaeology and all these findings. And, and these are called the Targums. And my sense is that that's what Jesus was doing. Now, in the Targums, he would focus on one word and that's the word logos now you remember in john chapter one it begins with the words in the beginning was the logos and the logos was with god and the logos was god throughout the new testament you'll find the focus on this word this messiah is that logos and my sense is that that's what jesus did when he opened to them the word of God, he says, focus on those Memra texts. So this is a walk with the risen Messiah on the Emmaus road, the Logos, the Memra, the word of God in ancient Jewish Aramaic translations. So that's what you find in, 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 in the book of Luke as he focuses attention on, on this text. John chapter 1, the Logos was God. The Logos said, let there be light. And, and there was light. And they would shake their heads and say, yes, yes, yes. I understand. I understand. Can you picture the two disciples looking at each other and saying, wow, he is the Logos? And Jesus would look at them and said, yes, you got it. He is the Logos. And so... And then Peter also would, would refer to this later on. Look at this text from John chapter 2 and verse 18. Well, let's read John 1:14. It says, the word, the memra, or the logos became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. You remember the word glory? 
that Jesus talked about when he was talking to the two disciples, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And then in John chapter 2 and verse 18, there is this encounter with the, with the religious and the political leaders who are called Judeans. Now, one of the reasons, I've, I've put the word Judeans there because many times the English translations would translate this as, and so the Jews said to him, you know, those texts have been used wrongly in, especially in modern history, when the whole blame is put on Jews in general. And that has led to so much anti-Semitism. I would prefer the translation Judeans. These were leaders who were holding on to power in Jerusalem and especially in the temple. And it was a special um, um, political and religious party or conglomeration of parties that's called the Judeans. So that's why I've translated it as, so the Judeans said to him, what sign will you show us for doing these things? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple in three days I will raise it up. And the Judeans said, it has taken 46 years to build this temple. Don't you know that our head, the King Herod the Great, has, has uh, constructed this temple and took him 46 years and, and, and you will raise it up in three days? But then it goes on to say Jesus was speaking of the temple of his body. And therefore, he was raised from the dead. Now remember, this is what they're remembering. This is what they're remembering. His disciples remembered that he said, and they believed the scriptures, the written memra, the written word, and the, 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 the spoken, the word, the, the, the living word, the logos, the memra, that Jesus had spoken to them. That is what Jesus is talking about on the way to Emmaus in um, in, in Judea. So let's go through some of these texts. Here's Peter also who says the same thing. All the disciples will talk about the Memra, the word of God later on in their writings. But let's go back to, to Jesus's conversation <clears throat> through these texts. There is one Targum that's called Targum Neophyti, Targum Neophyti. Uh, a copy of that is uh, is in the Vatican, uh, and here's what here's how Targum Neophyti, chap, Genesis chapter one and verse one reads. In in our translation is it is in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Whereas Targum Neophyti expounds on that and expands on that, and it says in the beginning the Son of God. Who's the Son of God? He's the Memra of God the word of God, the logos of God, with wisdom and understanding created and finished the heavens and the earth. I think that would have been so amazing, right, to those disciples, because they were so perturbed, they were so disturbed, they were out of sorts. What is happening? What is happening? We don't understand. Very similar to what we are going through during this coronavirus crisis. And the risen Christ comes to us and says, Read John in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. The word of God. The risen Christ himself. Created and finished. 
He's responsible for all of the universe. He's the God of the universe. He's the God of time. We may not understand, but he understands. He created and finished the heavens and the earth. Isn't that fascinating? Can you think about it? That the risen Christ is saying that to those disturbed and perturbed and ambivalent disciples. And they are nodding their heads and saying, yes, yes, this is the Messiah. This is the Messiah. Look at the next verses there. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3, it is the word of God. It's the risen Christ. It's Christ himself, the Lord. He says, let there be light. There's power in the word of Christ. That's what they're hearing. Don't you know this about Christ? Jesus is saying to them, this is the word of Christ. This is the word of the Messiah. This is the member of the Lord who has the power to say, let there be light. And there was light. Don't you understand this? Jesus is asking them. That is the power of our Lord. And in days when we are in, 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 in this angst during this coronavirus crisis, my prayer is that we would remember that he has power. He has power to cause light to come into being. I also want us to realize that when Jesus is talking about this to his disciples, the risen Christ is talking, to, to, talking about this to his disciples, the Romans worshipped the sun as God. The Romans worshipped Apollos. The Romans worshipped Helios. During the times of Moses, the Egyptians worshipped um, Ray. The Mesopotamians worshipped Shamash. And, and what Jesus is saying here is, don't listen to them. Those are not gods. The God of the Bible is God. The word of God. Christ is God. These are not gods because this Christ brought all this into being. And then the member of the Lord distinguished between light and darkness. That is so powerful because right in the midst of darkness, he can bring light. Trust in him. That's what the, the risen Christ is saying to the disciples in, on the road to Emmaus. Then the member of the Lord called the light daytime. In the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning. In the order of the work of creation. And this is all by Christ. That is what Jesus was talking about. Let's look a little further in this ancient, these ancient translations in, in Aramaic that Jesus was expounding to the disciples. So Genesis chapter one and verse nine says, then the memra of the Lord said, let the waters from below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the land appear. And it was so according to his word. The memra. God is in control of 
nature. Yes, there's environmental disasters that are beyond human control, but Jesus would be saying to his disciples, look, the Messiah is in control. Verse 24, then the memra of the Lord said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind, livestock and creeping things of the earth according to their kind. And it was so according to his memra. And, 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 and when Jesus is speaking to them, you're going to realize that the Romans, they worship these animals. So if you look at all the pantheon of gods that the Romans and the Greeks worshipped, it was all these creatures. And, and actually, if you read Roman records, you'll find that there were, uh, there were these doctors who would give you the, the, the kidneys and, and the innards of these animals. I've seen that in India, where in Hinduism, it's the same thing. People would worship Surya. And, and on the, in the slum where I was reared, you would find people there who would sell these things. There'll be lizards and there'll be uh, innards of, uh, of rabbits and, and the innards of all these wild creatures. And, and, and unfortunately, these people had come from different parts of Northern India because the slum was right next to a hospital to get treatment from the hospital, but their real faith was in all these creatures that they worshipped. And Jesus said to them, Now it's the word of God that created according to their kind. Keep that in mind, that all of creation is created by the word of God the Messiah. That's what Jesus talked to them about. That's what Jesus referred to them about. And then as we go on further, you find Jesus saying, then the memory of the Lord created the beasts of the earth, all those wild animals. Now, you know, that's what one needs to talk about what was going on in China because it happens not only in Wuhan, it happens in Africa, it happens in India. I have seen it in different parts of the world. So it's important for us not to put the blame on only one group of people, but to realize that human beings have been doing this all along. And human beings need to realize that the beasts of the earth were created according to their kind by the memra of the Lord. They should not be worshipped. And in modern day, we have our own kind of worship, which is based on ancient kinds of worship. And Jesus would be saying to his disciples, keep that in mind, the member of the Lord created the beasts of the earth according to their kind and the livestock according to their kind and every creeping thing of the earth according to their kind, their kind, their kind, their kind. Do you see this? That everything has its place that God has created. And when human beings mess with God's creation, human beings bring about harm upon themselves. And so Jesus would talk to them about this from Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And as we go on further, then Jesus would talk to them about 
human beings. Says then the member of the Lord created human beings in his image, in the image of God, he created him, male and his partner, he created them. Then the glory of the Lord blessed them. Those are terms that are interchangeably used. Member of the Lord is God himself. The glory of the Lord is God himself. The glory of the Lord blessed them. And the member of the Lord said to them, be strong and multiply and fill the earth. Isn't that amazing? That God's blessing to human beings is life. It is not death. It is not damnation. It's not bad things. It's not the coronavirus. God's blessing is be strong and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heaven, and over all the animals that creep on the earth. That is God's commission. Don't worship these creatures like the Romans do, Jesus would be telling his disciples, but these are there so that you would rule over the fish of the sea. You are viceroys. That is the commission given to human beings. And unfortunately in history, we have not done that and have reaped the consequences of things that have been done wrong to God's good creation. We have not taken the mission of God given to us seriously. Let's look at one more verse from this translation here. In chapter 1 and verse 30, and then I'll go on to the next verse, it says, And to every animal of the earth and every bird of the heaven, everything that creeps on the earth in which is the breath of life, every green plant shall be for food. And it was so according to his word, Memra. Do you see that again? I think Jesus would have focused on the word of God, the word of God, and, and, and tell, told them about the Messiah, about himself. Um, and then he goes on to say in the next verse, and I want to kind of end with that. Genesis chapter 1 goes on into Genesis chapter 2 and verse 4. And here's what it says in Targum Neophyti. Now there's different Targums. There's Targum Yerushalmi, there's Targum Yonatan, there's Targum Neophyti. There are different Targums, thankfully, that are available to us. And from this, we can understand what was Jesus talking about. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 2 says, and on the seventh day, the Memra, the word of the Lord completed his work that he had created, and it was Sabbath, a rest before him, a rest before the Lord. On the seventh day, from all his work that he had created. And Jesus would say to his disciples, that is my mission is to give you restfulness. My creation is so that you would rest in my presence, so that you would rest with the assurance that I am in control. Don't you think that would have given so much strength 
and so much comfort to the disciples that this Memra, this word is the Messiah. And he was there at the beginning. He is the Lord of creation. No matter what would happen, we need to realize that he is the God of restfulness. Yes, when we are on this, in this earth, there is, we are living among a fallen people. We are living in a fallen creation and there will be coronavirus crises and other kinds of crises that we bring upon ourselves. But we need to ultimately realize that this word of God is in control of our lives. Would you pray with me? Would you pray with me as we spend this time in quietness? Would you come to, come to see this God as being in control, this risen Messiah as being in control of society and being in control of life, being in control of our life to realize that that the risen christ um always hears us no matter what we're going through just like he heard the early disciples who were in so much pain he hears us would you come to him and say lord lord hear my pain hear my sorrows and he will and then would you take this journey with the risen Christ as he takes us through Genesis chapter 1 to realize that he is in control, not human beings, not governments. We are not in control. He is in control. Would you realize that he is the source of everything? Yes, the Messiah is the source of everything. Light, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom. And yes, there things may go wrong because of a fallen humanity, but ultimately he is in control. Would you come before him and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I've handed over power to the gods of our world, just like the people did during the time of the Romans and the Egyptians. And say, Lord, I want to hand over to you everything, not to worship the gods of our time, whether they be the cars or the houses or, or our intellect or our physical being, because these are the gods of our time. They're probably not the same as the gods of, of Jesus' time or of Moses' time. Would you say, Lord, forgive me? Because you, Memra, you, word of God, should take control of my lives. And then would you commit your whole being to God and say, Lord, all word of God, you who was at the beginning, 
you who, 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 who created the whole universe, to you, I commit myself with all my heart, all my soul, with my whole being. Forgive me, O oh Lord, for thinking that I am in control. In these days of coronavirus crises, this COVID-19 crises, I commit myself into your hands. For you, O oh member of God, O oh, oh word of God, is in control. The risen Lord, the risen Memra, the risen word, to you I commit my life. So Lord, as a church, as a community, we come before you today. You who caused the whole universe into being, forgive us, O oh Lord, for thinking that we are in control. Forgive us. We bring ourselves into your presence, O Word of God. We commit every ounce of our being, every molecule, every cell into your hands for your protection, for your care, and more than that, for your complete lordship. O oh, member of God, take us and use us for your glory. So beloved, as you go out into the world, may the Lord bless you. May the word of God the living word of God, the resurrected word of God, bless you. May he keep you. May he protect you. Protect you from this evil coronavirus or any other evil, human or natural. May the Lord make his face shine on you, that your face would reflect the face of the risen word, the risen memory. May you know his peace, his peace that is beyond all human understanding. Now and in the days to come during this crisis and forevermore. Amen.